Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, Hodgie. Time for the uh, Biology Report, episode 19. Um, big week in cricket. As always, the Big Bash is finished for the men and the women. T20 cricket's going well for the Aussies. But, mate, good to have you back. And for a little brief period there, I didn't know whether we'd have you back. I didn't know whether you want me back because you've gone with all these superstars like Limo and that, you know, big fish in the media world. I'm just happy to be invited back. I think you're happy to be alive, aren't you? What happened? Appendicitis. What happened? Well, it wasn't ideal, yep. So I went up to uh, captain the Renegades, actually, against... uh, was against Sydney Sydney Thunder. Thunder. Yep. So I was all ready to take the field with the uh, the players, but the night before, or sort of 48 hours out, I developed some abdominal pain, just not localised. But you're thinking food poisoning? Just a bit of food poisoning, because it was actually Tim Ludeman's mates who brought a pile of crayfish into the rooms after the last game. About 15 crayfish, I think, they brought in. So we all dived into it after the loss um, to Adelaide Strikers. And I thought it was that. Yeah. So I got on the plane, ready to get up there in Canberra and give him a shakedown. Um, didn't make it. All I found myself in was a cab at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to uh, the local hospital. I, I didn't even know if they had hospitals in Canberra, but I looked on the internet and there was a hospital. And the cab driver was good. He was a um, Pakistani um, background. And he said to me, oh, you must be in lots of painting because I've had this experience before. And he said, look, don't go to this hospital. Go to this other hospital. Oh, which so he I, yeah, Local he knowledge. Local knowledge. He said, I've been there and had the same procedure. So they looked after me well. So I said, whatever's best, mate, you take me to that hospital. So off we went. Um, so they cut into your appendicitis, but that, uh, your no. appendix, but that wasn't it, was it? No, didn't it wasn't it. There. So I didn't finish there. So I developed or probably already had... Uh, something which is called peritonitis, which is an infection and in bacteria. Um, so they didn't really cut off the full stem of the appendix. So you've lost some appendix, but yes. you've actually grown your vocabulary. Yes. You're using correct. words I've never heard before. I've been on fire. I've learned all about it. Um, so luckily for me, um, got down to local Melbourne here in Cabrini a few days yeah. after that. Um, it was a testing ride back home on the plane from Canberra. And uh, the next day was a public holiday, so there was no no point getting into the hospital or you know seeing a doctor. So I waited out and then went back in. And luckily for me, or fortunate enough, there's some pretty good doctors at Cambrini, and they said, "Look, um, you're lucky you've come back in." Uh, well, they reckon they're a couple of ways, a couple yeah. of days away from maybe ending your innings. They did you're say that your, your cricket innings during the week. We'll they, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, they did say that. Um, uh, very lucky actually so you know they said sort of 40 years ago you'd probably pass away from this um so you're lucky you come on we've got the technology now and we can clear it all out which is great so that was sort of surprising news which i didn't really expect uh especially when i just thought i had some food poisoning for some crayfish but so you didn't quite go to the other side though it didn't get all dark no and get didn't life. see a light at the end of the tunnel um, but it was interesting to see and we've got a few people watching there thanks for that brett went straight away and said well done on your career so you got out of it and you think well that's it yeah end of my playing career yeah well i, I sort of said to him uh Sort of after the first appendix, they said, well, you know, there's a likely chance that you might be able to come back for the finals. Um, because I found out that Rory Sloan came back in nine days' time from an yeah. appendicitis and played Similar sort of players. footy. Um, but they sort of said that if you just want to play a conservative game and just open the batting and, you know, nudge a few down a third man. And there's that, a few blokes doing that. But probably not hooking the ball to deep <laughs> mid-wicket as far as you can. That wouldn't help. Um <laughs> So it was it was okay. It just sort of ended there. But luckily for me, the you know the second surgery in three days pretty much cleared up the issues and um, and it cleared up your mind. Yeah, I knew for a fact that. Well, I already knew sort of leading into this season that um, I wasn't going to play on next year. But I I I didn't really want to make a song and dance about it. I think that this game has been so good to me over twenty five years. 
that you know you don't need a, a soft top car to drive you around the MCG waving to a load of people already had. Um, for me, it's but just... But you won't um, say no to it? Oh, I won't say if no If I can organise it for Saturday night... I'm more interested in a gold watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll hey, say, but I've got some of your figures here. Look, it's quite amazing. Uh, and uh, is 33,000 runs mm. in, in top-level cricket, 8,200. Yep. So 82 times you went... And you did that twice in one test match against the South Africans. Yep. 179 wickets. You got one Pfeiffer. Five for twenty-eight. Do you know who that was against? Uh, no, I, I, I knew didn't I had. Up, I didn't look it up. I knew I had four against uh, New South Wales once at the SCG, and I was desperate to get a five. And I don't think I got it, but I actually can't Not remember. Can't remember who that five for against. It was twenty-eight, so they're obviously a pretty shit team. Whoever they were, it might have been a county. Might have been a county gig, actually. Um, Might have been some lob-ups. We're going to... So it was five for 28 off two. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) You know, I was always a big fan of your bowling. I remember you taking wickets up at the Gabba one day for the Vicks. You would have been really young. Hey, and what about the one little thing I liked from the Melbourne Renegades was um, you slogged them in your last innings, hit a couple of big sixes in a losing campaign, but they put a little red seat up there, tier three. It was a really nice touch. Um... I just sort of said, well, I think it's the first time it's got up onto yeah. tier three. Finchie was a little bit dirty about it. He hit the roof. He, so hit the he, roof. he said, why don't they paint the roof red? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I'm skilled enough to miss the railing of the roof. But um, So he thought, he. I sort of messaged him and he laughed and said, is this some kind of joke that they're playing here? But look, it was a really nice touch. I think it's, it's quite funny, actually. And I said to them, they should actually do the similar thing for a footy. Yeah. So have the full forwards worst miss of the tournament. So if he shanks it out on the put a little seat. yellow there, yeah, yellow, yellow like seat. So they were they were open to that. But um, look, it's unfortunately it doesn't allow me any free you know drinks or free entry into the into the fixture. But um, but you get that seat whenever it'll you want. Surely, be there. surely you get to sit there. Like Simon O'Donnell, MCG. Yeah. I played that game where he hit Greg Matthews into the third tip. That, that's an amazing shot. Yeah, I've, that, I've always looked at that seat every time I've gone to the MCG. Um, and over mid off, not not over mid wicket. And off a spinner too. Yeah. So I think. If anyone ever had a look at the trajectory of that ball, which O'Donnell would hit, it would have been the most incredible thing you'd ever see. Actually, I've got a question from someone there. I couldn't, the name's just gone there, but uh, he believed that he might have studied with you at Deakin. So now you've retired, right. you'd be you'd be calling on your, yep. your, your, your university degree, wouldn't you? He probably studied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I probably followed suit every now and then. I Look... Um, I like I like Deakin University. I think it's a really good campus, really good place to study. I went there for four days. Yeah, a little um, four days. I probably went there for about four days, two of my three year <laughs> campaign, but it was very good. David Parkin was one of the uh, people who was involved back then. Well, David helped me get in very, because back then good. with no uh, ACA, yes. you actually had to do your own research. You had to, to pay. You had to, to get, get your own in. way in there. They've they've got it blessed these days um, with the ACA helping them out. But it did it actually did help me out in the long run. You know, about a few years ago, I was managed to have a master's in business sport yeah, management. Awesome. So that course was very good. Uh, it also I'm, keeps your I don't mind remember off this your person as well. I don't remember yeah. this person because I never actually showed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did it online. But thank you very much. Hey, Hodgy, well, fantastic um, career. And we've talked about it a bit. And we will talk it a bit a little bit later because the wicket of truth is mm. coming to the biology report. So it's not a puff piece either. No. This is going to be the hardest... 90 seconds of your cricketing career. But things you need to know in cricket this week, the Aussies are red hot in T20 cricket. They are red hot. It has been a nightmare, hasn't it, since it started um, at international level. Australia have never been very good at it. We haven't won any World Cups. But I like the look of this team. And in particular, um, Glenn Maxwell, who's had a frustrating summer. He's probably been in career best form in red ball and white ball. Yep. Only just snuck into the one day series and batted okay in Perth, but he's ripping it up in the T20. That was a fine 100. He's had a phenomenal year. Um, yeah, 300 for, or close to 300 for the Vicks in a game against New South Wales. 100 here. I just think that he has probably had a really good uh, sort of 18 months with the cricket bat anyway. Yeah, he did well when he got his test opportunity over in India. He's done well. He's answering all the critics. You yep. know, he's facing a tough time. It's not easy when, especially when you're playing well. You want to play at the highest level when you're playing well. 
Um, you know, we saw Darcy Short. He's in really good touch yet last night. Hit a few good balls. You know, he's ready to play. And you just sense that that's where Maxwell's at. They're obviously just trying to fine-tune a little few things outside of his game. And I hope they are doing that. But... What a performance. What about the Hollywood ending, though? You're just <laughs> wanting Alex Carey. I think he knew, you know, there was, what was the, the three to win, and Carey got the single, yeah. and Maxi needed a four or a six, and he just got it over the rope for six. Yeah, I actually reckon he timed it perfectly <laughs> to make sure that he did need a four or six at the end. That's Glenn Maxwell to a T, and that's what we love about him. Uh, he's a showman. Um, what we love, though, is... Any time you score a T twenty hundred from the number four position, I oh. reckon's super and really special. And there's not many people in the world that can do it. Um, he's one of them because generally you only ever see you know number one or two, possibly three yeah. score a hundred. But him, uh, Glenn Maxwell, hats off. It was a phenomenal innings, and it was good. I mean, England nine for one hundred and fifty five. There's a stage like looking at two hundred. David Millar hit him really well, fifty off just thirty six deliveries. Considering he played the Test series yeah. and was really patient, he made tough runs. He only had the, the Prime Minister's eleven to to get into this series. So particularly his flicking to leg side, but it was spin again for Australia. Agar and Maxwell, five for 25 or five. And, and Agar, probably not as flamboyant as a Maxwell, but he just seems to be steadily improving as well each year. Well, he was... Ashton was unbelievable in the Big Bash. Oh, when you play the Wacker and you play at a few other grounds, you feel that he's a person that you can target. I think I watched a couple of games where he went at four, four and a half and over for his four overs, and especially when you got Mitchell Johnson and... Joel Paris and yeah. Ty and all these Jai Richardson superstar quicks at the other end. You're feeling you can attack Ashton. His bowling, his length and skill sets are on the improve dramatically. Um, and now, I'm guessing a stat here, but it got to this to sort of level, Hodgie, backing you up, that I think it was about his fourth game that he'd only been hit for one four and one six. And that's and amazing. They just couldn't find the boundary. Yeah, himself. that's amazing. Um, and credit to him because that's probably... Yeah, he got thrust into the T20 side pretty early and he was asked to open the bowling against you know New Zealand and Martin Guptill put him over the fence a couple of times, which you know, may have set his confidence back yeah. a little bit. But, you know, well done. This is where, uh, you know, backing someone like him in consistently from JL and, and the Scorchers all the time and just getting the job done. It's, and I thought it's he tremendous. batted well too. He's a bit like Turner. Um, he goes hard. You know, just when you think you get him down to, to seven down or five down. And uh, I think his batting's good. His, his fielding's really good there too. I like the look of our top order, really. I mean, Warner hasn't got going yet. Yeah. But Warner, Short, um, Lynn, Maxwell, Stoyness, there's genuine power there. It looks great. Um, yeah, look, our, our side looks very settled, actually, for the first time in a long time. Uh I guess the biggest question will be, you know, when does Steve Smith come back in, and, and where, where does he, he where does he fit into that lineup? Because don't forget that one of the best T Twenty players in the world still wasn't playing yesterday, in Aaron Finch. Well, he comes he comes straight back straight in. in. But I'm just sort of trying but, to work out the batting order then. Well, too. look, this might be a path which um, you know the Aussies might have to take. You know, Steve Smith is still one of the best Twenty Twenty players going around, and cricket is going around, but. Yeah, maybe it might be a fresh thing. You know, we've seen Ponting come in at a fresh face to the T20 side as a, as a coach. coach. Maybe we might need the same thing for, you know, David Warner just to take the reins for a while. The one thing I like about David Warner being there is in the past history, he's probably rested in a lot of these games. Yeah. And when you play T20 for Australia, you want the best players to be there. You want to learn from, you know... Warner and Smith and all these guys and Stark and everything. But I know the bowlers need a rest, but it's great to have these superstars playing. I like the idea of this tri-series as well, where you get a combination of games, collective games against um, some opposition. Might need to turn that off. Oh. And um, it wasn't anyone special like Will Smith or you know anyone like that, was Well, it? Will Smith, we will be talking about Will Smith mm. a little bit later. Yeah, I don't I know. Uh, we, we hot connected. knobbing around, we connected. You? you did. But... Um, you know, I like playing against England. I think they're a really good T20 side. You've you hinted at Darwin Milan, who just came in and 
actually took uh, Billy Stanlake to the cleaners in one over. Just beautiful cover drives, couple of cool shots. On it like Billy just ripped there. it up, didn't he? Ripped yeah. it up in in the first game, mm. and then there was no swing, and he just got a bit short. Malam was right onto him, right onto him, and he, geez, he looked like a class player. And I think that you know, if you look at both of these elevens, uh, I think Australia's bowling unit looked better yep. than England's, and I think that's where we won Andrew the Andrew Ty's grown in confidence this summer. You know, I think his first couple of games for Australia, he was feeling his way, am I good enough? Yeah. Took a few games to take wickets, got a five for it, the whacker, you know, four wickets in the first game against New Zealand, and it's that type of fast medium. I think you could afford to have a couple of them in your team. Definitely, uh, and, and that's probably where uh, Davies used him really well as well, and he's probably got a lot of confidence getting that five-wicket haul for Australia. He had a couple of games in and out of T20. Uh, I think he got spanked one game against Sri Lanka at Geelong. Yeah, that can hurt your confidence a little bit, but that happens. I think that over the time, he's just been a tremendous performer. He's probably filling the void of the Ian Harvey, the James Faulkner that have yeah. done that. Sort of even James Hopes did some hard yards. At the death and the death. changing it up. Yeah, yeah, so I like the combination of of him and also I think Stoinis' bowling's growing as yeah. well. His skill sets are really, really growing. So that partnership of changing the pace still got some good pace up their sleeve when they need it. To me, it looks like a real good combination. And Max will bowl well, and he gets a bowl under Dave Warner. You know, that, that's pretty significant as well. Um, also, it was interesting coming out of the Big Bash. It looked like the Big Bash players. For me, the Big Bash gone another level this year. It's almost like set plays every ball. And sometimes at international level, because they don't play a lot, it's just mm. like a condensed one day Whereas I think with these guys that are coming out of the bash, they actually know um, exactly where they want to hit their hitting zones. The bowlers actually know where they want to bowl and get the fields right. Yeah. Um, whereas in the past, I reckon we've just got the T20, pick our best Australian team, but there's no real game plan about it. Well, it's perfect timing, isn't it? I think if you look forward down the track to 2020 when we host the World Cup... Well, it looks good. It'd be great to have the Big Bash leading into that World Cup. Whenever I'm not sure when the schedule is or when they're going to host it. Just, but say it's in January, it'd be nice to have this competition leading into that. Nah, it's November, December. Is it? Yeah, uh, it's a bit the, of a the girls are playing February, March. But I like the concept. We talked about last week with Limo having the World Cup 2020 in 2020. <laughs> I just like the actual concept. If only Richie Benno was here just to top that off, he would have done it beautifully. Um, what about the, the BBL, the Strikers? What a magnificent season they've had. They, they lost a few guys, including you included there, yep. you know, Duncan Richardson. Uh, got a couple of really handy imports. One, a superstar, Rashid Khan. Yeah. Colin Ingram, a steady import. But what he also done was when you lost, lost Travis Head, he could captain. Yep. And he had a couple of games around the group. But I tell you what, I thought they were light in the finals, and 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 it didn't, it wasn't a factor. Jake Weatherald, well, yep. saw him in his first fifty last year, um, and thought, wow, this guy's an amazing hitter of the ball. And 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 really, it took till the second half of this competition to get the real confidence. But all in all, they backed him. Yep. They liked that he's running between the wickets with uh, Alex Carey, so they were still getting their... Yes. They just like steady power plays, don't they? Yeah. As long as they've got nine wickets in hand, Absolutely. if we can get to 40, it's happy days. That looked like their plan. Um, and um, oh, But he's 100. Wow. wow. Square of the wicket on both sides. I sort of backed him in to be the player of the tournament last year. Oh, okay. I'd sort of seen... The, or, 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 not, or the rising star. You know, yeah. the Darcy short of what he did this year. I, I thought Jake Weatherall, especially coming out of his JLT performances, he's played well in Shield cricket. He's probably just learnt the art of 2020. Just out uh, we so, had from uh, Craig Howard Howie. Um, <laughs> you're up there on Saturday night, are you? I am Best actually. Sportsman's night. I am. I can't use all my good stuff here, Squiggle. So just let it go, mate. I think I'm at the Sanders Cricket Club, which is. I think it's with Chuck. I think Howie might have got on to me, but I'm working on the it cricket is, there. But Howie sent through some comments about Hodge's career too. <laughs> he was a fine leg spinner, wasn't he? Howie? Unbelievable leg spinner. Um, probably just got on the wrong side of some good coaching. What about his woman? Head and would that have been in T20 cricket? Yeah, he would be making a fortune now. So if only Mr. Squiggle could turn back time and be the... What was that Brad Pitt movie where he actually goes in reverse, The oh, Age? yeah, what Joe Black. No, not Joe Black. Oh, Joe Black was one. when he died. That's yeah. the one that Warney loved. Oh, yeah. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Okay. If only Craig Howard could be the reverse and be the greatest leg spinner in the world at, at 
now and turning back a clock for 20 <laughs> years. I think that'd be pretty cool. But back to, to, to the strikers. Back and, to the strikers. And was, was was amazing. and um, Unbelievable. And, you know, I thought they were vulnerable too. They lost Rashid Khan mm. and Liam O'Connor come in, the leg spinner for his first game, landing his first ball, and it was a bit of a bouncy wrong. And, and it was sort of like, wow, okay, I can't just run down and hit him. Yeah. He's landed the first one. Also, it, it's actually spun. I and didn't Peter understand Siddle. that tactic, though, of the batsman. If I was anyone in that shoe, I would have been trying to put Liam O'Connor 50 rows back. Yeah. First, second, third, fourth ball. Every ball. He would have been nervous as hell feeling the shoes yeah. of Rashid Khan. Um, but didn't he do a super job? He landed 12 balls straight away on a good length. Um, and the batsman... But we'll talk up. about the, the batsman's tactic in a yep. minute there because also um, Peter Siddle, which your team, the Renegades, they did go after. And he only bowled two overs in the semi. I yeah. thought, geez, um, you know, Sids is going to have to step up here. And one thing I like about Peter Siddle is Evan Lee's working so hard on his game to upskill into T20 cricket. Like yeah. He's 33 years of age. He's a legend of Australian cricket. He's been over 200 test wickets. And we saw the best of it in the final that... The strikers, quicks, I like how they bowl Yorkers in the power play and in the middle overs. Not many yeah. teams do that. It's a practice skill. And it's not the greatest slow ball of all time, but it's at least a slow ball. They're the sort of skills that Pete didn't have a few years ago. Well, I think that's probably a combination of, uh, you know, experience of Peter Siddle along with Ben Lachlan and also Joe Dawes working together yeah. as the bowling coach. I think their plans and execution were excellent. I love the way that they planned it, Darcy Short. I'm going to bowl full and straight at leg stump, tuck yep. him out, give him no width to get under. I've got the protection on the leg side. It was a pre-plan, there's no doubt, and the execution of Peter Siddle was was brilliant. His big bash was phenomenal. I yep. think he went at uh, you know around seven and an over. I think it was less. Um, yeah. So chuck that in with Rashid Khan going at five and a half and over. Wow, you know that's where Billy Stanlake and then Ben Lachlan come into. They probably had the best uh, bowling unit in the comp, and that's well, it was probably a bit, why a little they bit, won. You know what I like too, Hodgie? Real set plan. If we win the toss, we're batting. All right? Yeah. Early in the tournament, a lot of teams happy to chase, you mm. know, have a look at, you know, you know, early on and get themselves into the tournament, but they were determined straight away. We'll, we'll, we'll set totals. And a bit like the Scorchers, we'll back our defensive bowling unit yeah. um, to strangle the opposition, and, and that worked. But conversely on that, gee, that powerhouse performance from the Hurricanes in the semi-final against the... They scorched the Scorchers. Yeah, they did. I was expecting with that... They had they got power hitters all the way through. You even get in past um, McDermott. There's still Dan Christian. There's Malenko, um, yeah. Archer, these types of players. But the man of the match in the semi, Matty Way, didn't open. No, he didn't open uh, on grand final day and... Didn't look too happy about it either, did he? Well, he he's to be fair to Wade, he also, not besides that, he got run out for a diamond <laughs> duck. So <laughs> I felt for, for, for Wade on that occasion. But do you just think that um, he's in form, he's just got man of the match in a semi-final. Um, go out, you've got a long batting order, just go out and go hard. They had him and Short, they were chasing quite a big total. I didn't understand that they just didn't go hard from the power play. Yeah, I thought they missed the trick there, the Hurricanes, especially after uh, Matty had dealt with Mitchell Johnson, who's been one of the best bowlers in this competition, and he's 140. So the strikers have taken away that, that main threat in Billy Stanley because he wasn't there. So you'd like to think that Matty Wade would be right for the picking there. To do something similar to what the Renegades did in Marcus Harris, and we were quite aggressive yeah. towards their, their power play bowlers, and it worked uh, in that instance. Oh, I thought Matty Wade could have done that. Whether they acknowledge that as a mistake or not, it's in hindsight. We all love hindsight. Tim Payne's been informed. Darcy Short's been informed. But I just think that but the problem it for was me, a free ticket for Matty Wade to go out there and whack him. In the semi, Melbourne Renegades, your team, and the Hurricanes chasing. Um, Renegades were three down. Hurricanes were five down mm. in a chase. It's not ideal. You want to be bowled out, though. You want to be bowled out. Yeah, I, I can't say it was... <laughs> I can't say it wasn't painful watching the Channel <laughs> 10 the broadcast, uh, watching the Renegades lose from needing 40 off 33 balls, I reckon. That wasn't ideal. And and probably similar fashion to the Hurricanes, they, they probably had it under control, I reckon. Um, you know, yep. Probably in about the 8th or ninth over. Is that the beauty of T20 cricket, though? Sometimes if you feel a bit safe, 
and then nine balls later, oh, gee, we're behind the game here. Yeah, that's what can happen. And that's where you just got to be on top of it. I think that's where those bowlers like a Rashid Khan, AJ Ty, something marginally different. You can, if you have got that in your armory, you can chuck them on, and it can change the game. Yeah. If you're just a bit pedestrian, all the same, then nothing great will happen. That's why spinners have been so tremendous in any T20 game because they force the batsman actually. Yeah, take it on and think what they're going to do here and achieve. They can't use the pace. So, uh, all in all, strikers were were very good. Um, you did, know, you ha- did you have a um, MVP? Who who was your player of the tournament? Uh, I think Rashid was there, but we, I went with Darcy. Sure, I think but... he's probably world class. I, I don't think MVP should be giving to overseas players. I, I think that Darcy Short was unbelievably good. I also think Ashton Turner was yes. won probably three games off his own bat. I thought he was outstanding. Those sort of players where, you know, the game looks lost and someone like that wins the game. I think Darcy Short. What I like about Ashton Turner is I think it was four games that he actually won. Yeah. Um everyone wants to bat in the top three, don't mm. they? And that's the problem with the Australian T twenty team is how you get all those players up there. But Turner's there's also a specific role for players that can come in and face 10, 12 balls yeah. and score 25 and 30. And he's one of the few players that can do that. Well, it's easy to bat at the top. It is. You go in there, you've, there's nothing to lose. You go in there and smack it, try and smack it. If you get out, yeah. leave it to the middle order. Doesn't but you've really done matter. both. Yep. You've done both. And, and oh, you did a really good role is, in the middle order. Opening IPL. is far more easier. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Ashton Turner, the Glenn Maxwell... Uh, Finch also did it in the middle order for Gujarat Lions and did it tremendously well. The players that are probably more important, the, the hardest place to bat in T20 cricket is number four. It's a fluctuating spot. Generally, you either come in with one over left in the power play and you're sort of wrestling with yourself with what do I do? Do I slog it? If I get out and we're three down, statistically, we're going to lose the game. Yeah. You always face the best spinner in the competition over <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten. Who's already landing him? And you're like, my God, how come I get to face Rashid Khan? You know, for these four overs, it's it's so yeah. difficult. It's so difficult, and that's where I think one of the best that I ever saw at it was David Hussey, um, oh, yeah. just because his strike rate was always 130, 140 from ball one, facing the best spinners, batting at number well, I'll tell four. you what David Hussey could do, and, and I'm seeing Maxi adjusted when they were packing the leg side. Yeah. Batsmen that can hit with power inside out. Yeah. Inside out. You could see halfway through Glenn Maxwell's innings last night, yeah. he's, he wanted to open up both sides of the wicket, and he was hitting sixes there. But that's not not all players can do that. No, but David Hussey could do that. Dave, uh, yeah, there's this. I just thought that Ashton Turner's game was outstanding. That I think there was there's little impact people like Dan Christian had a good yeah. impact. You know those sort of things, but not as skillful and dynamic as over this, a longer period yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so imagine when he starts bowling next year. Because yeah, well, he feels well. Yeah. And I tell you what, he speaks really well. well he's I got think leadership he's, all over him. Yeah, look, I think he's unfortunately he's going to have some shoulder surgery after the competition because I actually mm. sussed him out. And I, I, oh, I, I want, yeah, I wanted to take him last year for Gujarat Lions. Um, but that's a different story. I couldn't fit him in because we had to take five political players, but that's a different okay, story. Okay. But I actually inquired Hello about whether he's Gurdjie. ready. Have they, have they dropped back into a local competition, the Gurdjie Lions? I'm not sure Lions? what they're doing, actually. don't know. I might go over um, have they got a local comp I could play? Uh, yeah, they have. They have. All right, we, we, we're just about to get to the IPL. Uh, what about the schedule going forward? Um, there's talk of 14 more games. Um, for me, I reckon they need to get some philosophies out there first. Um, are they going to make the competition the big bash? Get the Australian players available at worst for the semis finals, if not for more games? Get that philosophy in and then build the schedule around that. Well, you want your best players playing the back end of the back end of the competition. It's it's hard to rip players out. Imagine going to an AFL grand final and going yeah. to Melbourne. Sorry, you can't play Jack Viney and, and sorry, he's out today. Yeah. You know, we're going to rest Jack him up. Watts. And Jack, well, he's, he's not gone. There. He's not there. He's anymore. gone. Hey, have you dealt with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Comfortable. Um, I'm more disappointed that Colin Garland's retired. Yeah. So um, reliable defender. Reliable. Um, but. 
I think they do need clarity on this. I'm I'm not a fan of 14 games. I must admit, I've played many many tournaments around the world. T20 doesn't matter where you are. It's always a week too long. Always a week too long. Um, 14 games pushes it. it was, yeah. This season felt like a long season. It did already. as a player. Yeah. Yep, it did. So ideally, if we could have finished it Saturday night, would have been ideal. But what do you think? Was it probably a week too long? Well, or? We had one one full week where we didn't do that anything. That can't happen. No, I don't Ten think days so. Players want to play. And you, at this day with the support staff and medical staff, the way we train, it's not an issue to play back-to-back games. It's, it's not an issue to play with one day rest. I think that the players. Well, you've know. got to tell the sports science. Yeah, they're, well, they're the ones that um, dictate all that. Maybe they should go back to Deakin University back in the old school and try and find. You could hook them up with David Park. And um, what about the women's BBL? The Sixers are just they're, they're a powerhouse. Powerhouse. You got Gardner and Perry and Healy. Not surprisingly, don't, I, I was actually really um, happy for Sarah Coit, who got. Mm. Uh, player of the, the match, she, yep. she was just playing local cricket, picked up three wickets. But the, talking about their schedule going forward, they need their own window, don't they? Or at least the finals need to be played the on final, their day. Yeah, I'll, the look, home team needs to get home final. I'd love for them to have. Uh, yeah, I would, and I'd like get it the to home be support. Love it to be a boutique ground, like when Australia played in uh, North Sydney. I thought that was a really Under good, yeah. I thought that was a good stadium for the girls to be at. If you know Sydney had to play that, you know, like we talked about before on a Sunday afternoon, I really think the crowd will get behind them and it'd be a great, fe- at least Perry, great I festival. Punch out another double under, or <laughs> absolutely. She's and similar to Melbourne side, you know, if you had it here, the junction, junction be perfect. Yeah, Adelaide Oval number two, Allen Border Field. There's enough great stadiums around the country. That, could really make it a good festival day. Yeah, and it's just getting better, a better and better competition. The um, but they do deserve phenomenal. the finals to, to um, give the top two teams their home final, the support and their own little uh, window. Agree. And, and I reckon that'd be great. Agree. Um, South Africa, India. So India are absolutely whopping South Africa in the one day series. So one, just they're, they're traveling so better away from home now, the Indians, but it has helped when your captain scores hundreds for fun. He scored 34 one day hundreds now. 160 not out overnight off 159 balls. We, we tend to talk about Virat Kohli just about every week, mm. don't we? But I just love how that, 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 he's just got that absolute determination yes. to, to, to get his team over the line. doesn't matter what format. No. Um, and he was brilliant again last night. Oh, he's just determined. He's one of the hardest working cricketers you know, around the globe. He trains hard in the gym. He obviously clearly works hard on his mental game and technique. Uh, if you don't get him out early, you're in a world yeah. of pain. And people are struggling to get him out now. 34 one-day tons. He's... It's endless. He could push himself to 75 if he's really uh, a chance. I mean, he, he's got another he's got another 40 or 50 in He looks fit too. Yeah, you know, just watching yep. him, he wasn't fatigued at all. And, and I suppose for India, well, the worry for South Africa, um, and you talked about the difficulties, you know, facing spin. Wrist spinners just get him out for fun. So yep. Chahal and um, Kadeep Yadav, well, the Chinaman. Well. So Faf did a really good yeah. job in the test matches and he's out injured as well. Um, the Cox out injured. So they've taken a couple of big players out of their lineup, which does hurt. But we all know that for some reason, this southern section of the globe, South Africa and Australia especially, struggle against spin. Yeah. Really do. And uh, until we get better at it, we're going to see the likes of Chahal and all these guys picking up wickets for fun. They're, they're skillful. They know what they do. They're self-taught. You know, they just work it out themselves, which I think is really important. Um, and they've got a lot of different, um, very accurate, but they've got different repertoires. There's a lot of different skill, that ability to turn the ball both ways. Yeah. Uh, most of them have got the, the, the toppy, you know, you're always getting overspin. Well, they're just exploring. Oh, I yeah. read a, an article recently about uh, R. Ashwin, who's a genuine off spinner, who's planning the bowl leg yes. spin in the IPL. <laughs> Let's just, that'd be like just after 15 years of batting right-handed go, you know what, I'm just going to give batting left-handed a crack this year. Well, can you finish off with a Sandy as a left-hander? <laughs> I don't think so, but look, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's what these guys are encouraged to explore. There's a guy in India... But we just talked about Peter Siddle too. Yep, getting better Yorker, and better and changing, cutter. working, and that's how you... 
longevity. And tell you what, I don't mind from that from an Australian perspective either. Is just just flog the South Africans. I know it's a different format because mm. we're going over there for the Test series. Be nice, wouldn't it? Just get them down there. IPL, you're a coach. You couldn't get over there because you were injured. <laughs> um, were you happy with your pickups? Yeah, it's look. They're pretty standard. They're all good sides. We uh, we had a great auction strategy and process. We knew that. We were going to push hard for a number of players and lose them through right-to-match cards, but that would open up other opportunities for us to get players. Our strategy was to get some really gun Indian local players, which Kings Eleven Punjab hasn't had since first or second year. So that was important. Uh, so we managed to do that. We got some great variety in our bowling, some power hitters. All in all, I'm wrapped, but... Yep. They're all gun players. What, what Australian players did you get? Oh, uh, we were well. It's funny because I actually didn't push that hard myself for the Australian players, even though you know I love them all. It was more um, Verenda and a couple others who loved the way we got Aaron. Do they watch much of the the Big Bash? Huge. Okay. Big Bash. So is they huge. know. It's, it's like research they, for, for the yeah, IPL. Teams. Huge, and I think it was aired on three. It was. It was. Someone told me it was on like three channels. I think so. They're watching it religiously. So we got Finch. We right to match Marcus Stoinis as an all-rounder. Um, he was pushed to a high price, but we always knew that because Ben Stokes was always the premier all-rounder in the competition. Stoinis is in that next tier. After that, yeah, it's very slim pickings. Andre Russell was picked up, uh, but someone who can bat and bowl with genuine pace and whack it is is hard to find. Um, we we right to match David Miller, who's South African yeah, he hard hitter. Hard. AJ Tyre got, and also got Ben Dorsius, who I like. Um, as well, the Aussie done. selectors like him. Yeah. He's in the, the T20 team. And what I saw, it wasn't a bad selection because there's not a lot of left-hand quicks, but he also hits a long ball. Long ball. Um, he's a good fielder. Hits a long ball. I, I like him in Berendorf, and I like to try and get those two into the T20 side. I think it just adds a new dimension of left arm. We saw a willy last night, just a couple early Swung ones. Swung them beautifully, with some David. shape. Boy. Yeah, Dorsius can do that at 140. So can Berendorf. Um, now, no. what about the, the bit of controversy? What about Chris Gale? Who Chris just Gale. went all the way down and you decided to have a go. Was it just that at that price, what have you got to lose? Well, at that time, so this was the second day of the auction. I went into surgery just as the auction happened on Sunday. So I was pretty comfortable with our uh, Saturday. We just needed to find some bowling on Sunday. Um and I was pretty comfortable with Chris Gale, actually. I, I did read uh, the article of what um, Ricky Ponting said about Chris and that he's probably been on a steady decline. That's probably close to the mark because his stats will say that. But I got think, a couple of hundreds in the Bangladesh yeah, Premier yeah, League to get him home. I, I think that he's still got a lot of scare factor in him. And the only challenge for him is that you know, how does he feel coming off probably earning three million a year in IPL to a couple of hundred? How is he going to react to that as a human being? I hope it fires him up. Um, but certainly I think that he'll add to the group anyway When with his T20 experience. He'd be great on the dance floor. That's yeah. all that matters, yeah. you know, in yeah. IPL, that when you have a victory, you need someone to light the dance exactly. floor up. And, and he fits and that field. And has got good history. We didn't that. get him for his cricketing talents. No. We got him so he can party I on the dance floor. I think we all know floor. that. Exactly. And I wouldn't be getting Ricky Ponting to, <laughs> to dance on the dance floor. Don't worry about that. Ah, no, us Australians, you're always just parked by the bar, aren't we? Hey, Hodgie, I, I feel a bit uneasy in taking you through this. No doubt mm -hmm. um, you, you know of... The segment that has ripped up Australian TV again this summer, um, the wicket of truth, um, what it does, it guarantees success. So we kept it to two this year. Um, Aaron Finch, yep. three scores under 10, does the wicket of truth, boom, man of the match, and then goes on to score a couple of hundreds for Australia. G Maxwell, out of the, the test team. Yep. Bang, does the wicket of truth there at Eddie Had and careers on the steady rise, including 100 last night. Yep. So not that you need to get informed. No, I need something for East Sandy in the coming weeks. We so. will need that. Um, yep. And I'm not sure if you heard, I caught up with my mate Will Smith because you know that I've <laughs> uh, won an Academy Award for the Slumdog Millionaire, mm. my role in that one. So, you know, <laughs> when you're in the industry, you know, you just see each other. Everyone was over Will Smith, Usman Kawajas, you know, was really nervous. Yeah. But he had this to say about the Wicked of Truth. Well, can we get serious right now? Yes. There's a famous segment called the Wicked of Truth. The you Wicked want of to Truth. You off the bucket 
list. We don't yes. have time. The wicket of truth is fantastic. You know, it's a, it's that's all the buzz in Hollywood right now. Buzz in the Hollywood. Wicked, the wicket of there truth. There you go. You heard deal. it here. Hollywood has come deal. knocking for the wicket of truth. <laughs> uh, Will, thank you thank so you much. So, are you ready to do the buzz? I'm ready. I'm not right surprised now. either. I'm and it's not a puff piece. No, I'm not. This surprised. is going to be the hardest hitting interview you've ever done. I'm ready. All right, Bradley Hodge, the wicket of truth. What's your favourite colour? Oh. It's not, it's not going to be easy. Okay. Your right. favourite colour? I have. It's probably blue. I'll say blue. Okay. And if we get any questions uh, up on the screen, I'll answer. I'll ask. I'm those nervous. Those. From hey, now mate. On. What was your? Who was your favourite roommate? Um, my favourite roommate was probably Paul Rifle. Yes. And the reason Pistol was probably my favourite roommate is he didn't talk to me. He didn't ever. talk a lot. Not no. once. So he'd walk in Slept. after a day's play, put the TV on, not say a word. No. So that'd give me pure freedom to do whatever I wanted, except for touch the remote control TV controller. There'd be no Coke in the minibar, though. None. He loved the Coke. Loved the Coke. Loved the Coke and sleep. Um, and I'd try and engage with Pistol, no. chit chat. Don't go. He there. shut me down straight yep. away. So All the learn. time. Okay, Paul Rifle, we're doing a good job. I'm prying. <laughs> Fastest bowler that you faced. Fastest bowler was uh, Sean Tate. Oof. Yeah, he's probably the fastest bowler. He beat me first ball. Oh, yuck. I reckon he beat me as well, but you know with Tatey, it's pure accidental. One of the greatest men to have played cricket for Australia. You know that his adjustment was always going to be bad because if he bowled a beamer, the next one had to be short because he just needed to land it on the pitch. You know who was really worried? Short leg. (laughs) Yes. He hit short leg a couple of times. The wild thing. Actually, we need to get Tatey on. I'm not trying to get him on next week. We do. Um, next up, who's the actually? Well, who's the best bowler you faced in your career? Best bowler, it's split actually. I'm going to say fast medium bowler Glenn McGrath Oof. and spinner Matai Mali Duran. And the reason being is that Glenn McGrath, I I was playing at the SCG one day, full strength New South Wales versus full strength Victoria, and you knew those days they were awesome. They were great games, them. great games, and they're always close actually because we were pretty good and they were pretty good. And I was batting the Glenn McGrath. Anyway, I thought what I'd played a perfect forward defence that would just hit the middle of the bat. I looked around and Mark Wall caught a second slip. And to this day, I still have no idea uh, how I'm out and how I've actually missed it because it caught the shoulder on my bat. So I've actually missed it by a foot of where I wanted to hit in the middle of the bat. So to this day, I'm still like, how did that get me out? I'm out. Yeah. And to me, that's the best. Well, my first ball, we're just on Facebook Live. You can see that my second knuckle <laughs> has, is gone because that was the first time I faced Glenn McGrath. He actually smashed my knuckle. Yeah. And um, you know straight away when you've got something broken when you're oh, batting, don't you? You have that oh, black feeling. It makes you feel sick. And, and it started to swell, so I knew I couldn't take my glove off yep. because it was swelling that much. I had probably, I was not watchman, only three overs to bat. Mm. Um Got off, got through, I was in a lot of pain. Got off and they cut it and, and it, oh. the glove off and it just swelled. Then the next day, they actually had to cut another glove, put it on and then sticky tape it to no go way. out there at bat. But that was a bit the same. I saw it pitch. Then the next minute, it, it's crushed my second knuckle. Did fast bowlers get free gloves back then? You would have counted. No, I think I, you had to ring Philo Mirror up and say, "Can I have a new pair of I gloves? I think I would have borrowed some <laughs> yeah. off somebody. Uh, yeah. Maybe Simon O'Donnell. I think it was. His, I think that was the game he hit okay. that in six, yeah. and it was his last. So the other one, one was Murali yeah, Duran, only because he was the first real trick bowler I reckon that could spin it both ways. And but it, miles both ways. And it, Yeah, well, the thing was, until you actually... It took you probably three or four hours to work out the reading of the bowler. But then the other thing was, you still had to score. And no one could score. So I found him the biggest, the toughest opponent to actually score runs off. Just yeah. because you're searching... By the time you actually work out what it is, you, you haven't got time to compute what you actually want to do. I liked facing Murali because you worked out what the adjoining pitch was going to do because <laughs> he'd actually pitch it on that yeah. and still hit you on the um, on the hip. I couldn't, I no. just couldn't, I'd never faced anyone spin it that no. far. Well, all you could do is a sweep shot and that's where the cagey little bugger then decided to come around the wicket and then he would just spin it I'll back and just the other some baldushi and you're going, what am I doing? I love that. Two of the greatest um, bowlers of all time. Okay, who's the most underrated Victorian Bushranger player that you played with? Most underrated? Uh, I'd probably say uh, Johnny Moss, actually. John John Moss, I think, is an all-rounder when you had Ian Harvey before him. 
I think that he's not con- as dynamic no. as halves, but he, he was a real competitor. Yeah, I think his contribution with the ball um, was more so effective than with the bat. Um, Have you got I, any stories? Because I'm actually emceeing a corporate uh, function uh, where he was. I'll tell you what at he was at Zurich. He was look. He was an underrated cricketer. I'll tell you what he was. He actually won best player in the district leagues up in New South Wales. Or, well, is it the the equivalent of the Dalian Medal, whatever that is for cricket? Oh, the Ryder Medal. The yeah, the equivalent of the Ryder. Um, but Johnny, I think it's the Bollinger, what the he Bollinger was, Award. He was the pickiest human being ever when you went out to a restaurant. And whatever was on the menu... He'd want something different. Or, or change it. So if you had spaghetti bolognese, can I please have spaghetti but Without not with a bolognese? Can oh. I have it with... Oh. like, Mate, it's there. It's on the menu. Yeah. Just pick it and eat it. If you don't want spaghetti bolognese, pick marinara, whatever it is. And this would happen at every restaurant? Every restaurant. Okay. Everything. And it's painful. Just order what's there and eat it. Well, thanks, mate. You've given me some uh, <laughs> info for tonight. Uh, look forward to catching up with Mossy. You're doing it with Rodney Hogg, too, so that could be interesting. Uh, what about the first bat you had as a kid? Uh, it was the GC Crusader, it was called. The Greg Chapel Crusader. Oh. It wasn't even... Well, it was probably the fourth grade down. It was pretty crappy. My parents... Not the double scoop, not no, the single we scoop. Couldn't afford yeah. the, the, we couldn't afford the high echelon bat. Um, I was good enough. To I make... had the Slazenger ton. Do you know who who signature would have been on that? Uh, it was about nineteen eighty two. Well, Viv was the V five hundred, wasn't he? I'd well, say yeah, Alan Border. Alan Border. It was Kim Hughes. Kim Hughes. Yeah, that was my first bat. Oh. Uh, what about the best hundred you scored? Best hundred. Uh, best hundred was I think down in down in Tassie, I reckon, where I had minimal sleep enough to be. Because you're a bit crook or something. Yeah. It's just Got away. I'm got saying this away. Is early <laughs> <in crit>. When <laughs> I think about you down in Tassie, what about that time you sang um, "Sweet Child of Mine"? Sweet Child of Mine in yes. Mahoney's. Yes. Can you talk us through the build-up for that? Well, that was actually after I scored a century, I reckon, as well. Was... We were there having a few beers. Yep. You weren't there. All of a sudden, you're there at was it a karaoke? It was and a karaoke. Did you, have headphone, did you have Sweet Child of Mine in your ear as you sung it? What was the theory there? I can't remember. Cut a long story short, I think I put on 250 with Dino. I'd scored my first 100 for the state. Went out and had a few beers with Dino. Yeah. I was walking home, stumbled into Mahoney's where you boys were and got carried away a little bit Thought I'll just do Sweet Child of Mine. Enjoyed Get it. Get a bit of karaoke, yep. which was funny because karaoke wasn't invented until <laughs> a couple of years later. You just actually It was in Hobart. What about the favourite wicket that you've got with those crafty little offies? Favourite wicket is definitely BC Lara. Serious? Yes. Yeah, so Left-hander, talk me through it. Well, it was for Australia, eh? And I think we've discussed this a long time ago. It was Australia, eh? And I said to Damien Martin at the time, who was the captain of Australia, hey, eh? We were playing against West Indies. And I said to him, mate, look, I'm pretty handy against lefties lately, if you fancy it. I reckon I got him covered. Anyway... Marto didn't think that I was the right option. And about six hours later, when uh, BC was on 250, yeah. chucked me the ball, first ball, nicked the first slip. Boom. Ran up to Marto and said, see, there I you could go. have saved yourself six and a half hours of punishment if you had given me six hours. And what did you say? Do we acknowledge it? Or <laughs> what a big talk about it. Good thing was he kept me bowling. I ended up getting four for 17. Oh, he did. So that wasn't the five for 28. That would have no. been good against an international team. It would have been good. What about uh, funniest teammate? Funniest teammate, oh, look, in a weird way, I think Mickey Lewis was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey brought me a lot of humour. Um, what about when he first came on the scene and as 12th man, he used to just sledge the incoming batsman of the opposition. Incoming batsman as you walk out. Just sledging uh, him. He was, just going, who, who is this bloke? Well, for those on the camera, we used to call him Blinky, Blinky yeah. Bill because he's like... like that all the time so he's like a, a you know a rat in a flower tin um mm. he didn't take too kindly to it of course no you know but... <laughs> the time at ab had heard everyone calling him blinky and mickey went up to iab and he goes hey blinky how you going and he stopped he goes i don't like being called that now Boy, he didn't know the history of it. He just thought no. it was his nickname. No, it was funny, but I love. So he, he got a bit stir crazy at AB, the great Alan Border. Yeah. So look, he was not traditionally funny in terms of prankster or joke, but just funny. Mickey just brought me humour. Where he was known as the cellar dweller as well. So he'd never, he'd never watch us bat, 
Okay. So he'd be batting number 11, and he just was. He never got out of the dungeon down there in, in the MCG. That was fine. So that was his safe place. That was his thing. That was his thing. Uh, what about what about a teammate that inspired you? Um, probably in the early days, probably uh, probably Dino, I reckon. Yeah. Um, just he inspired me and encouraged me just to be as good as what I could be at that early age. Uh, so he was really important, I reckon, to back me in my first year where I got sort of 991 runs. I'd always wanted to play like Dino anyway. Uh, as a youngster, he was sort of like my idol through one-day cricket. Oh, that'd be amazing to bat with your idols. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and I just, you know, he dominated Shield cricket back then as well. So, but he, also for all um, you know, how many runs he scored and everything as well. Um, I reckon he did a lot of the one percent as well. Like his running between the wickets mm. um, was awesome. Um, his ability to go on to big scores. You know, no. he wasn't satisfied with just getting a hundred, was he? No, and just those little game sense things which he taught me out of the middle was was quite important and inspired me. You know, like if he tucked it down the fine leg and he just dropped it somewhere near the thirty meter circle, that he knew there was always two. Yeah. So those little game sense things were What great. about getting singles off the, the last ball to retain the strike? <laughs> did you learn that? You learned that. I did that. learn that. I learned that beautifully off him because I actually had to learn how to do it because we actually spent a fair bit of time at the crease. So I sort of had to nutmeg him back and go, hang on, mate. <laughs> yeah, there's a quick single here. Let's go. Uh, what about ACDC? We're both heavy metal fans, mm. hard rock. Should ACDC release an album with Axl Rose? Jeez, it'd be pretty hardcore. I think they should. Um, and make it the last one? Because Angus is the only original member now. Yes. Uh, Otherwise, you end up being... You could end up lead singer. I could. I could. Well, there's, look, there's been a few people who have stepped in for Guns N' Roses as well over the time. There's been a few ste- few that stepped in uh, after Bond's death for a- ACDC. But I like Axel because he's got the range of Bond Scott, so they do yep. all the Bond Scott I reckon they but- should. All right. I reckon they should, and this might, this might market. They should do it in ten years' time because this I might make a comeback you myself could be there. in ten years' time. Yeah, yep. particularly if they play down at Tasmania. Yep. Uh, what about uh, your, your favourite pump up song? Pump up song. I generally went to Nirvana. Smells like Teen Great Spirit riff. at the early ages. Yeah. Then sort of, I'd go through phases of of mellow songs as well. Yeah. So, what's your mellow song? Oh, um, Metallica. No, <laughs> um, you'd probably go to, uh, you know, Nothing Else Matters if you wanted to yeah. slow things down. So generally when you're on the team bus in overseas tours and you'd be pumped up for a T20 game, you'd probably try and calm yourself down. That's how I'd sort of do it. And then the other times when you're driving up Punt Row and you've been waiting for the game all day and you want to crank it up and yeah. get it right into the action. So... Anything from Nine Inch Nails to really nail, yeah, up there Your was pump. a good one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's big stuff yeah, there. What about the first album pump. that you bought? First album was actually, I, I can't remember, and I, I heard you guys talking about this on Channel 10 the other day with yep. Ricky. I think it was either 1982 with The Bullet. Yep, Various Artists. Or uh, Michael Jackson Thriller. Yep, and it came big. in the cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'd have to explain that, wouldn't we, to the younger listeners <laughs> here. Yeah. yeah. So for those two I know that it was either, I'm not sure which one was first, but I know that it was either nineteen eighty two with the bullet or Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah, you can't beat it back in nineteen eighty three, could you? Thriller. <laughs> and what about just a little motto or for a young cricketer, what what a cricketing motto after twenty years playing? Um for me it's just about uh trying to enjoy the game through the highs and lows. You know that cricket is such a hard sport, especially you know, as a bowler and batter. Like I say to the young kids that as a batsman, you only have one in four to five good days. And I say that to the parents as well. So don't get down on yourself. So really, You can learn a lot, can't you, yeah, from the, the tough times? Yeah, so really enjoy yourself when you have, um, yeah, you have a really good day and you've contributed to the team. Yeah, you know, there are days when you're going to get a duck and you're going to get out cheaply or get a bad LBW decision, but yeah, that's okay. You just learn from it and don't get down on yourself. The main thing is is that you you're playing a sport with eleven, ten other mates, and it's good fun. And it's good fun. And to quote your mellow song, nothing else matters. That's yeah. the wicked of truth. <laughs> that is the hardest interview you've ever been through, isn't it? Tough, that's why it's the tough. buzz of Hollywood. I'm, st- I'm still stooped on that colour one. 
Yeah, I, I just said blue because I'll it just came there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll be doing the Wicked of Truth with uh, Will Smith in Hollywood over the winter. You can probably come. I'll come. I'm okay. to hang out. You know what time it is. This one is red hot. I know Will Smith. He did whisper to me going, mate, I want a selfie. I had a selfie with him. But, you know, can you please yeah. not put me on that Brad Hodge segment? Right. The Social Media Self Promoter Award. Who is it this week? Or who are they? Well, we've got a couple of nominations. And they're probably Serial Bandits, which is great. Yeah, I like that. I haven't been here for a while. And uh, I, I wanted to tap into the Serial Bandits. And to lead us off... Um, is a beauty from Greg Norman, the oh, shark no, himself. And we love the shark. I've, I've, I've been scouring the social media and I've never seen a man aged at his age, whatever he is, 60 or whatever, the shark. He looks half his age. But promotes himself yes. like no other. I've yeah. never seen this. It's like he'd be 21. Anyway, Greg has shown a photo of his own vessel, which is about... About 180 foot long, this vessel. Um, and it's got a f- picture of himself working out in his, his... On the boat? On the deck. I thought you relax on the boat. Not for him. A bit of fishing. So it's, it's pumping weights. It's a oh. whole section of the boat, which is actually a gymnasium. And it's got... Tell right. me one person who wants to work out... Who would not want to work out on this. What I love about this is the likes. Have a guess who the two people who might like this particular... Cricketers? They are cricketers, yeah. Do they get nominated on the social they media do, stuff? They do, they do. I'm just going to take a wild guess. Kevin Peterson? Well, he loves the high life. He is one, yes. Correct. Um, Michael Clark. No, incorrect. Friend of Michael Clark, though. Shane Warren. Shane Warren. Yeah, there you go, boom. So they're probably the only two people who could actually afford to well, have no, a day on this if vessel I, If anyway. I was, had boats that had gyms on them, yeah. I'd be making sure that Warney and KP knew about it because they'll want to buy one now. Yeah, probably not as big as sharks. Yep. So that's that's going to be hard not to give him maximum votes, Norma. Yes. Who else have we got? There? Correct. We've also got. Well, speaking of the serial pest nomination, it is KP. Yeah. Uh, KP just prancing himself around Collingwood Football Club, saying, "I'm now a Collingwood Football cl- fan." KP twenty four on the back of the t shirt. You know, so but, well he's getting votes, but he's also played for the Melbourne Stars for four years. Has he just found a football team now? Yes, he now has. he's going. Now he's going. All right, Kate, please. So it's a bit late. See you later, um, DJ Bravo. DJ Bravo uh, <laughs> just found time in his own time to put out there on social media a photo of himself. Picking up a lazy 6.4 crore in the Indian Premier League, which is just over a million dollars. That's a, just a self-promotion. Just that's, say, that's, that's why this you. is here. I'm yeah. just an instant millionaire. Yep. Um, I'm here. Thanks for coming. Votes. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, the other one is uh, a friend of mine, John O'Dean, who's generally not a self-promoter on John O'Dean. He's getting the shag going, John O. Oh, the Three Musketeers. He looks yeah. like one of them, doesn't he? Anyway, yeah. I like it. But John O'Dean was very vocal about winning uh, the Big Bash. He was happy to take photos of himself consistently. We know you won, mate. It's okay. We know you won. Congratulations. But he's been a journeyman. He has. So he's cashing in, but it is still self-promotion we, we, it is on self-promotion. social media. It is self-promotion. There were a few other nominations in that section. Peter Siddle did the same thing. A few others. Uh, congratulations. No need to rub it in. No, we love the But strikers. it was more John O'Dean went well, very much over the top. Well, I want you to have a big week this week, scaring the social media. I will, I will go one vote for John O'Dean. Yep. It's self-promotion, but well done, John O'Dean. I think we're all very happy with what you've done there. I think it's a sneaky two to... DJ Bravo, mm. um, because, well done, but it's a self-promotion. Well, KP, three votes, picking Collingwood. Yeah. But then also, he's been here four years. I mean, it should have been Collingwood straight away. Um, and, and well, He was just hobnobbing with Eddie, wasn't he? Yeah, he's not hobnobbing he with, with Eddie. And potential gig next year, maybe, as uh, MC Correct. of the Collingwood home yeah, games. Yeah. So poor Scotty Cummins yeah. might be in a bit of trouble. Four votes, Normo. We love Normo. Well done. We love Normo. Keep them going. That is the Social Media Self Promoter Award. Hey, Hodgie, I'm not sure. One of the um, big things in cricket this week was, I'm not sure if you saw the vision, but uh, there was a club game at Trumper Oval in New South Wales. So they're just playing. What have been? In Paddington. Grade, in Paddington. And all of a sudden, ground. a lady 
has decided to exercise. There's plenty of room outside the ground, <laughs> on the ground. The players are yelling at her, but she's got headphones on, right? So yep. she's just doing a little bit of, a, you know, stretching and a little bit of running and all that. When she realises that they're not happy with them, yeah. there was a tirade. Oh, there was lovely. a tirade. There's a bit of abuse. She come back a bit later and Emily started stretching, you know, when she yep. decided to stretch. And this is on YouTube, Cycle. is it? It's on YouTube. Side screen. On, on YouTube. I'm going to have to have look, look this up. But this I was thinking great. our guide to exercising at a cricket over while the game's going on, yeah. you've got plenty of options, haven't you? you? You run around the ground yes. and, and you can you can actually watch the game. Or, so it actually takes yeah. you, your mind off how exhausted you're getting. Or unless the there is particular cones around yep. the ground. and you can, some sprints. And you can go in between the cone and the fence. I'm pretty sure that's okay. And I'm pretty sure some cricketers would be happy to see yes. some people exercising around the ground. They're, they're always going to be ticked for health. Um, look, I've run into a few issues like this myself and my own sort of issues, but it's not so much people working out. We have, at the local scene, had to kick a few people off saying it's now cricket time. But I reckon a big issue in local cricket these days is dog shit. Yes. <laughs> and we're saying we're, a new one. Yeah. We're, we've happily called a couple of grounds in Brighton dog shit park. And <laughs> we've, we've actually been playing and... The, dog the, the people, on. no, no, not just one. They're actually still having the, the the dogs on the oval, and of course they just run. The balls being no. played. Yes, yeah, so our guide too. So this dog is, etiquette while the, the game's going yes, on. Please. So, so it's similar to this lady where she's just clearly come on. She wants to work out. She probably works out there Monday to Friday, but this is Saturday, love. This is when sport happens. Yes, um, and there's people in the dog section need to understand too that. No 12-year-old kid wants to step on a pile no. of dog shit when he's chasing someone out to deep point. Then they've got whites on, so they can't slide There's either. No, no. What are you doing? But you could drop a catch. So, you could fall in it. So our etiquette yeah. etiquette needs to be find a park where you can work out. That would be ideal, love, yep. if you can take that. It is a cricket oval, and it clearly says Paddington Cricket Ground. And generally, you can do it early in the morning, possibly. Early, yep, possibly. Because yeah, this was an afternoon match, wasn't Probably it? Probably started at 12.31. Yep. And the other guide is to try and keep your dogs on a leash if a career game's going up yeah. and pick your dog shit up. That's yeah. pretty simple too. Sometimes keep your fast bowlers on a leash as well. That's <laughs> yeah. our guide to uh, fitness etiquette, dog etiquette while mm. the cricket's going on. Uh, quickly, another guide too. What about the AB medals on Monday night? Yeah. And we know uh, the actual AB medal gets awarded Belinda Clark medal for the best women's player. There's yep. the test player of the year, one day player of the year. Uh, the domestic player of the year, Bradman Young player of the year, and Hall of Fame. So, a yep. lot to get in there. There's uh, a lot there. Isn't what there? was your experiences? My first one. I, I, I had a good year for Australia, so I was on the main. Did you table. get the one day? No, one I reckon day I come about fourth or fifth, so yeah. I got a lot of votes. And then the next year, I thought I'm in trouble here because I was just a table mm. off the main table. Yeah. And then the next year, I'm another table back, but it was actually. Um, an interesting year because on that table was Darren Lehman, Colin Miller, <laughs> and Damien Martin. Right, so we decide to do what they a lot of awards nights do. Mm. If someone gets a vote, we'll scull a beer. Yes, right. So I started the year in the Australian team, and for what a reason? Well, I probably shouldn't have got dropped because I think I voted in four of the first six games. What so there the, you go. What, what were the selectors fly. doing? What were the selectors doing? But I know what we were doing on table thirty-eight. <laughs> we were off to a flyer. Yeah, Darren Lehman. Domestic Player of the Year, Darren Lehman. That's well, awesome. <laughs> this is the year Colin Miller wins Test Player of the Year. Oh, like He won word. it with only about six votes. We didn't play many tests, so there was like four shouts for that. You know, yep. A couple of twos, a couple of ones. Yep. Then Damien Martin, this is when he got back in the Australian team, he's just sneaking one votes for fun. Right. right? So at the end of the night, we are absolutely yep. cactus. Yep. Um, not a lot of votes between us, but surprise, surprise votes. But yeah. a little bit of a guide to, you know, just be careful. Do a bit of research if, you, if you're going to have drinking How are you going to go? Yeah, I like that. And What about your experiences? Well, it's good that you actually gave the sponsors product a run from CUB. That's the other they thing. They do serve yeah. Crown, don't they? Crown Lager, that, that function. Um, I'm glad you gave it a I'm run. I'm not sure if it's Lion Nathan now that they're sponsoring it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Mike, look. My guide to is generally if you are in the last car leaving the hotel, because you generally all gather at is it uh, wherever they stay next to the Langham yeah. in the city. You know how well you're going to go. 
Yeah. So you might as well not get in the car. Ah, uh, Hodgie, not no, not the first car, mate. <laughs> so, not 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 second. So if you're in the second to last car, yeah, don't go. Waste your time. Go into Flinders Lane, have yourself a cracking time instead of sitting there bored shitless waiting for and your name. And just go to you. JJ's afterwards. It's spot on. Go to JJ's bar afterwards. That's my guy. That's too. your guy. Yeah. If you're not in the first two cars, <laughs> rack it off. As a player, go there. Go to JJ's. No, because JJ's is probably the highlight of the night. Yeah. We all know that. that that's... And good luck to everyone in uh, the Hall of Famers as well. Yeah, I think that's really special. That's really important. Remember Jeff yeah. Thompson's speech? What a legend Tomo was. Shocking speech. <laughs> it was a, oh, I loved it, though, because it was it was not polished. It was, was against it? the grain, wasn't it? Was it was against it? the grain. And we love that. But um, it is a special night for all these people to be acknowledged in what they've achieved. It, it's a very hard to maintain a level over 12 months. Um There'll be some phenomenal performances. The Hall of Fame is a great induction for anyone that's yep. involved in that. It's a pretty special night. Uh, enjoy yourselves. That's enjoy. why it's just, yep. most of those nights pretty much tend to can be pretty much shit boring. Yeah. <laughs> so drinking, but games, they get through quicker now. Like I think it's fine. I've been in the Brownlow and all that. It's not much different, nah, really. Just it's get the end of the, the season. And, we encourage yeah. sponsors proper. Yeah, that's all it is. And don't waste too much money on your missus's frock either. It gets to get trashed at JJ's later on. No. If you're good enough, if you're in the top car, you're probably going to get sponsored yes. to wear anyway. Um, I never got sponsored to wear anything. Remember the girls that try and wear something appropriate. Appropriate at the AB medal. Yeah, AB's everywhere. there. It's his medal. So make sure, you know, Alan's you know one of the nicest guys I've, I've ever met there. You know, just respect AB. Mm, it's uh, not a fashion show, is it? It's not a fashion show. Mm. They can be. The guys go a bit funny, don't they? <laughs> hey, that's our guide to the AB medal. Hey, Hodgie, that's it. Um, hey, mate, well done on your playing career. Glad and, to be back. And, this is what's most back. important. We'll book it in next week. Uh, we'll get some questions out there. Um, and if you can help us, thanks for watching on Facebook. If you've got any suggestions for the Social Media Self-Promoter Award. Mm. And we might we'll, uh, work on another special guest next week. Yes, sounds good. But, Hodgie, I think people are asking, can you finish with a little bit of Sweet Child of Mine, or is that it? Or do we finish with, with Bevo? No, we love Bevo. We've got to finish the show the way we wanted to. Right, Go and good it, luck Bev. to all the Sheffield Shield teams playing as well. Like us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Well done, Hodgie. Never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and you died too deep